just realizing, you know, doing stuff for other people makes a difference. And, and again, like I said, it's just like buying coffee in line for someone behind you that it just gives you this feeling. And, and when you just try it, you know, I mean, if you haven't done that out there listening to this podcast, acts of kindness are part of being, you know, gracious, having gratitude. So see how you feel. Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the Gratitude Seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Our guest from today has a really inspiring story. And what I believe uh, that is really inspiring regarding his story is the fact that in spite of all of the challenges that he went through, he was able not only to overcome them, but to also become a person of inspiration that motivates other people, that is a leader, and aside from this, uh, but actually most importantly, um, he helps people every day by being a surgeon. Our guest from today, welcome Craig Dyer to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you, Georgine. It's an honor to be here. The pleasure is all mine. And um, yeah. I'm really happy that we get to spend this time together, that we get to speak about your story, uh, about the book that you've wrote, and also about all the the challenges and how you were able to find gratitude in spite of all of the challenges that that you that you enter. So let us know a little bit about you, about your story. Um, that's easy to do since I know it well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to just start by saying that I love what you're doing, Georgian, because I think gratitude is something we should start with at the beginning of each day and add kindness to that so that, you know, this, this world, the thing about gratitude to me is it's a separation. It's a humbling of me to, to, to stop and eliminate myself from the equation and recognize that I got where I am, not because of what I did necessarily, but everything else that occurred in my life. And my cup is always half full. So the book is is that. It's about miracles in my life or just the story where other things had impact on me to get me where I am today and where I'm going. Um, you know, I mean, my natural mother was pregnant. She was engaged to my father. They lived in Michigan, my wife, is like a private investigator. She found them. She'd already passed away, so I never got to meet her. But she was being she was Christian. She was Catholic and starting to show at six months. And she would have been really kind of shunned back in the 60s. So she moved to California. She had me in Monterey and um, gave me up to, for adoption 10 days after she had me. She had me baptized. But I mean, if she had not made that choice, not that I think she ever would have considered that, but 
um, especially because of her faith, that that part of the adoption was that I'd be raised Christian, specifically Catholic. And who better than that, being a, a, a woman born in Ireland who moved to America when she was 21, which is my mom, and, and a great dad. So I had this blessed life from the beginning, one, to be here, two, to be raised that way. It turned out that, I mean, you know, a lot of people will think the things I'm going to say are, wow, you know, how, how did this, and why are you positive about it? Because I am, I, I do have gratitude for these things. For like example, my, my mom, um, we discovered she was, my sister and I, who was also adopted, discovered one night when my dad was opening the front door and we started to walk in and my mom was on the floor in the kitchen and my dad closed the door, leaving us outside. And that's when we found out she had an alcohol problem. And I mean, I went to my first AA meeting with her when I was 11. So, and you hear these people's testimony on my name's John, you know, I'm an alcoholic and they're working through their life. And it created me as an empath, you know, and I mean, I think I was an arguer. So, and my mom was too being Irish and I would always argue with her one week. I'd be on one side of the argument and the next week I could be on the other. But I gave more credit to my dad by sitting me down and patiently going, look at your body language, look at your tone of voice, think before you speak, um, engage brain before mouth is the way he would say it. But yeah, I mean, it was I'm, I have gratitude for that education and it made me a better doctor by far. And then I had a twisted intestine when I was a junior in high school just before the end of the year. And bounced back from that and i really liked medicine i had an anatomy physiology class my junior year and that the human body was amazing and i was doing things that were i was tutoring um some blind students in geometry so i had to think outside the box how do you show them a circle but so i, I knew i liked to help people i knew, loved working with my hands and then medicine was it with that anatomy physiology class so just to you know, these series of things that, that if hadn't been there, I may not have been in the same spot. And then um, college was, you know, devastating. My mom died my freshman year of a heart attack. Uh, it's a quarter system, so it's 10 weeks. It's really accelerated. You miss even a few days, and you can be way behind. So I missed a few days going home to be with my dad to help take care of stuff and then came back. My all-male dorm floor was like, he'll never come back. I did. I finished. If I hadn't, it would have been five years of, of undergraduate, you know, and it would have thrown off my schedule to become a surgeon. So, and then my junior year, I was in a bicycle accident, cracked my skull, had spinal fluid coming out of my ear. Um, that was a two-week stay in the hospital for that to stop so I wouldn't get meningitis on antibiotics. And then... Junior year, my dad gets diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer, goes through chemo and radiation, wants me to stay there. I had this magical phone line that it was a old school when you had to pay for long distance calls. You plugged your phone into a wall jack. And there was one in the hallway. I was in an off-campus dorm with four other roommates. And I, I would never get a charge. The room didn't get a charge. I checked in with the office and they said, there's no charge we're getting either. So... I mean, long distance calling was free for me. That was just crazy. So talk about gratitude for a college student. I don't have to call home with a sick dad. Hey, dad, I need more money. Um, 
And then um, he passed away between my junior and senior year. So I had a senior year where I was all on my own for the first time. Um, and then, but I had this incredible grandmother who was there for pretty much all my adult life. So college graduation, medical school graduation, finishing my six year residency program and married, divorced, married five kids. Uh, and then she encouraged me for 15 years to write this book. And so I finally did. I got motivated after a Grant Cardone, who's like more about business, 10X conference. Um, he's a like a land developer and real estate guy. But there were like four people that didn't even know me that would hear things and said, you need to be on that stage to, you know, inspire people, give them motivation, make them feel like they belong, give them hope. And so I started, and at that conference, I met someone who taught me how to record a book. He had an editor who I connected with and then app called Rev. I could just speak into the phone and then I'd have something written out that I could download into my computer and edit myself and then send it to that editor. And then, so that took me about a year and a half to write the book. And um, I mean, if these things weren't in place, the book wouldn't have been done. So yeah, it's just, it's, you look back, hindsight's twenty twenty. that you, there's so many things you can have gratitude for that have inspired me. I mean, I, I would say, you know, look at what I did, never give up. I just never gave up. I had you know, I, people, once someone said it's resilience and, or tenacity or stubbornness, um, I just knew what I wanted to do and I had a passion to do it. I knew what gifts I had, which are healing, teaching and empathy. So that works really well in medicine. And it's not the usual character of a surgeon either. We're usually those gruff, you know, not very good bedside doctors. So I wanted to change that. Wow, that, that's wonderful. And there are so many parts of the this your, your story that uh, I would love for us to to get into I didn't want to to interrupt you in yeah no no yeah <laughs> I wanted to you to to be able to tell your story uh, as you as you see fit um, but I'm I'm really curious when um, did you first get to experience gratitude like in all of those uh, challenging times when when did you uh, discover gratitude spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping cooking and cleaning up after each meal stress-free eating is just one click away this spring factors delicious meals range from calorie smart keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 
to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You know, I have to think it's one of the stories in the book when um, I played water polo in high school and college and um, our high school team traveled to Hawaii and we were on a bus and on the bus was this man who was probably in his late 30s. He's crying. He's got his wallet in his hand. I, I go over and ask him what's going on and he says, and then I could smell he was drunk. You know, hey, my wife just kicked me out of the house. And um and because I'm 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 drinking too much. And these are my kids. He's got two kids. And I, I think I realized at that moment, look, I just was given this gift of my mom was an alcoholic. I knew who to call or try. So when we got off the bus to where we stopped, he got off with us and we called the Catholic Church. And unfortunately, because he was drunk they didn't want to have anything to do with them and then we called alcoholics anonymous uh for a sponsor and same thing they they wanted him to be sober when he came to that organization so but i knew what to do and a police officer came over and asked us questions and said don't give him money because he's just going to go drink more and but we still did there was one of my teammates with me sanon ticey so it just i realized that man i you know this was a horrible situation. My mom became sober though for the last eight years of her life. And um, that was a blessing, you know, another gratitude moment. So just realizing that I am learning things from life to have gratitude about. And that was the moment I think that I really realized, look, I've, I've been blessed with education. That's life education, not just book yeah definitely definitely the 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 theory and the reality in many situations it's a whole different story yeah. and uh yeah the fact that you have this kind of experience and that you're able to to share it with the world one way or another through the work that you're doing uh is actually a blessing for the world you know like uh aside for for it being your own blessing i'm sure that for your patients as well uh, the fact that you have these these life skills is a blessing and um i was thinking i'm not sure uh if i'm going in the right direction with this so that's okay um, any direction is fine yeah um I'm guessing you see a lot of situations of life and death situations. Um, and I'm curious if you've seen um, people change their appreciation of life due to, to this kind of uh, life or death situations, or as you um, like to talk about them, the miracles. Right. Yes, absolutely, it would be the answer. But uh, to add to that, um, I, I think just recently I, I heard the phrase. I've I've had a close a close um, relationship with death that a lot of people don't have, and I've seen patients that have had complications from something I've done. Uh, you remove part of the colon and you hook it back up, and it leaks. 
and that person then is extremely sick and amazingly pulls through. Uh, and he has these dreams that you can't, you know, I mean, it changed that person for life that he was way overweight, not healthy, not living a great life. And he, I mean, comes back to my office for the first visit. He goes, man, I, 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 I think he more saw the face of the devil than God, this skull and crossbones and, and just said, look, this was a wake up moment for me. And, um, same with families. I mean, it just doesn't have to be the patients. I mean, I, I have a story in the book about a, a local judge that was retired and had a ruptured aneurysm, life and death situation. Um, and he survived for two and a half, three months. And so he has three daughters and um, a second wife. And uh, their dedication to being there 24-7 was incredible. So incredible that, and especially when a patient's in the ICU that long, the nurses get very tied up and they're not used to that. They're used to, I mean, COVID was devastating to nurses. I mean, they just, you knew if you saw a ventilator, the breathing machine outside of the room, that this was their, the patient was on death's door. So they lost so many people. The ER physicians weren't used to seeing death. They, they'll they see a, someone maybe coming in under CPR and they don't get them back, but, or a trauma case like that, that we can't get back. But there were so many people that, you know, were there, they're, they're mentally there, can't speak very well because they're short of breath. But um, yeah, I think there are so many stories like that, that you just see changes. It's time to really examine yourself. What's my purpose? What are my gifts? Make it a passion and move forward. That's what I did. My passion was surgery to, to use the things that I knew I had talents in. So I think people need to do that. Just examine yourself. You can take self-assessment tests that kind of tell you what direction you can go in and and then think of things that you can use those in. Especially, I mean, helping people, man, there's just such a reward to that. You know, just open a door. Or, you know what I love to do is I'm in a car line at Starbucks or any coffee shop that's got a drive-through, and I buy the person's coffee behind me. They don't know who I am in the car. They shouldn't never know who I am in the car, but the glow you get inside for doing that, you know, it's like, it's worth it. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's actually spreading the gratitude, you know, like uh, yeah. when you help someone out, of course, they feel grateful for the fact that you were so thoughtful to do that, to, to pay it forward, to um to pay the uh the coffee for uh, the next person in line or just to to hold the door it just um makes people feel grateful yeah and yeah. um it's it's wonderful that we can do that I, I i mean um we all want a different kind of world you know and uh the, the best place to start with is ourselves Right. Yep. We can do something about it, even if it's small gestures of, of this sort, they can really have a huge impact. And we never know, like it might be something that uh, makes someone's day, even if for, for us it's it's maybe something small that, that we're doing. 
Right. Of course, in, in your line of work, I, I'm guessing you're you're doing some huge things for for people actually, and you're helping in a in a big way. And uh, I'm curious if there is a, a story of of gratitude from uh, any of your patients that you that comes to your heart or to your mind right now. Yeah, I think you know the biggest one. I think was um, the gentleman I mentioned with the partial removal of his colon and the leak. Because I mean, he just came back saying, "I, you know, I would still be in this path I was before if I weren't for having this horrific, you know, stay at the hospital." So um, the the reality is, like, I go on medical mission trips and I do hernias. I think I do can't believe how many I do. I'll do almost a third of what I do in America, in Honduras, in, in four days, four and a half days, but wow. 44 hernias and four gallbladder surgeries, four and a half days. And you just don't, you don't really get to see the ripple of what you do. I mean, who knows? I may have operated on someone's gallbladder that could have become infected. They could have died and they were young and, and they become a politician in Honduras, or they they become a, a, a entrepreneur and they they create some company that benefits Honduras. I never know. I, I do get well. I have a couple things that tell me I'm doing okay. Honduras has got the highest uh, murder rate in the world. So if I were doing bad for the last, I started in 2010. I think they would have killed me by now. So. Um, <laughs> if I had a lot of complications when I came back, they call me the gray gringo, gray gringo, cause I have gray hair. So, and I'm wearing scrubs that are green. And apparently one, one year after COVID I didn't go and there was a lot of flooding that year and there was a river that was still pretty high. And this, there was someone on the other side of the river that was on the trip that I normally go on in scrubs and had gray hair. So this, this, this one Honduran crosses this dangerous river just to come over and thank, think, thinking it was me, thanking me for what I'd done for him. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, the guy said, no, I'm not, I'm not the gray gringo. So you'll have to wait till he comes back next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a wonderful story, actually. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's an act of gratitude. He was risking his life to come over just to say thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. That 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 puts things into perspective, right? Like when when we uh, think about uh, going out of our way to to express our gratitude, this is really a, a really vivid picture of that. You know, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, they they really are going out of their way to to say thank you and to to show their appreciation. Um, on that, I'm really curious if you've seen. Um, any cultural differences in uh, in the places where you uh, where you've been? Like, usually when when people go to uh, other countries, uh, usually poorer countries, they get to appreciate um, their life here more. Like wherever they they are, yeah. totally. has that that happened to you? Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie-smart, keto-protein-plus 
vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah, so what I see in Honduras is um, I think when you grow up in a culture that's hard, physically hard, you know, you have to go get water and otherwise you'd be drinking contaminated water, which is the biggest thing. And my wife has a nonprofit for putting in clean wells in different countries, Honduras, Haiti, um, Africa. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, in the culture, it's the, the women that gather the water. So they may spend eight hours a day just going to get fresh water. I mean, that's just a, oh not a waste of time, but it's a lot of time because they have to do it. So, um, and so because they're more, um, you know, every day is not a guarantee. I think I see a lot more Christianity or faith in other things. Um, and I think that's, that again, that, that helps us. I don't care what faith you have. I think it's great that you do if you do. Um, because you rely on something bigger than you, right? So that's what they have to do in order to feel like they're safe. Um, and so I see that. Um, I mean, I see fear. Uh, I remember uh, a wife after it was just a hernia surgery, so it wasn't high risk for not making it, but literally on her knees, just crying her eyes out, praying at the, the foot of the bed of her husband because he made it through surgery. And I'm like, you know, those are things I take for granted. You know, I just know they're going to, you know. and But, I mean, mm -hmm. it made it real. These people are, I mean, they're really afraid. And here they are. They meet me, you know, briefly. And then, okay, we're going to schedule this for the next few days. And then they come and I do my thing. And, I mean, the amount of trust they give me in such a brief time is crazy. But, yeah, and the... I mean, the other cultural differences that I've seen, um, just they're close, you know, they, they, they're a team, they help each other. The, the, their houses are made of mud walls, adobe. The roof is usually a thatch, although we have a team usually putting on um, aluminum, corrugated metal. Um, sometimes we knock one of the walls over because it's not steady and needs the roof to keep it up. But oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and this is a widow wife. And this is her only place. And I wasn't, and I don't go out and do the construction. I'm in the operating room, but these guys, they'd come back, you know. I mean, one of one of the guys I is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a tile layer and he was out, they were putting in a well. And he, one day at, at the end of the day, we're sitting there eating dinner and he goes, man, I, I don't feel like I'm using my skills. You know, I, don't feel, I go, well, what are you doing? He goes, I just put a well in. Well, how many people is that going to give fresh water to? Well, about 5,000 a day. And I go, 
you just saved 5,000 lives. I, I do 40 <laughs> cases each, each time I come. You've touched more lives than I ever will. And you're like, oh, you're right. I never even thought about that. So, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're very close. Um, you know, when we go, we work through the local pastors. That way we, we figure out there's an announcement of what's coming. They call it a brigade. And so, um, so there's some skin in the game. There's a very small fee for them to get in and then be seen and then um, go from there as far as what they need. But, yeah, uh, the, the other thing is, I mean, their their dental care is horrible. And, I mean, these kids come, and they, with, like, no local, they'll get their teeth pulled. I mean, they're tough. <laughs> or just doing the hernias. Like, here's a, here's a great story. This guy comes in. He's got this great cowboy hat. We, we always make sure they have a ride home. And he says, oh, absolutely. So I had like little lipomas, little fat things under his skin. So four small incisions, really simple, all under local. Um, stitch them up, steri-strips, band-aids. Uh, he leaves. He comes back about four hours later in, in, in a white T-shirt. He looks like he's got four gunshot wounds with, you know, like blood. So he's done something to make them bleed. And I go, what happened? He goes, well, I was riding my horse. So his ride home was on a horse. It wasn't in a car <laughs> or a motorcycle. Or So I'm like, okay, I, I, there are cultural differences here. i got to be aware of these. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we don't even think about some things. And I, I love what you, what you said about uh, how, how grateful the wife was that the husband... Uh, woke up after the surgery and um how it put things puts things into perspective like i don't know i am guessing but for them it's like you're you're a god you 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 were able to to bring him back to life uh, right. after he he yeah. seemed to have passed away and it's it's something that we know it's it's not how it works right. you know but for them it's it's magic from, yeah. from some points of view and and they have a different kind of appreciation for this and um yeah uh, it's just a, a different way of, of seeing life and uh, right. all of the the simple things that yeah i okay. mean i was blessed yeah. to to go to europe when i was 10. my my dad's dad had passed away left him some money and my mom was you know, Irish. So she was there in World War II, which I, unfortunately, because she passed away, never really got a chance to ask her what that was like. But what they did, because I looked at something recently and all the stuff I have with, with her, they would move the Irish over to England to work on materials, whether they're war materials or whatever, for about six months to a year. And then they move them back over to Ireland where it's safer because Ireland wasn't being bombed. bombed. <clears throat> And so, um, just uh, being able to go to Europe, there was a moment we took a tour. It, you know, you get to experience they do things differently in different countries, and it's not that we're right or they're right. They, they, this is different ways to do things. But the I think the most humbling moment on that trip was we're standing. And the guide says, your left foot's in France and your right foot is in America. I'm like, how could that be? Well, the French gave 
America soil in France. It's their grave graveyard to World War II people who gave the ultimate cost, right? And it's acre after acre after acre of white crosses. And I said, I need to bring my boys. So I've taken my old oldest, who's 25 there when he was 18. I've got two more, they're 15 and 17. So um, yeah, just the, the humble moment of what the cost of freedom has been for the world. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie smart, keto, protein plus, to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So, yeah. That's so amazing. And we, again, we forget these things, but they happened. And there were so many people that gave their lives for for just the simple things that we might complain about and might think about that they're just here and they they were here as they are since forever you know yeah i mean you just summed it up that's the gratitude right that these people were there they had the courage to face the ultimate sacrifice the ultimate for us right so again you know gratitude's that taking it out of my hands and someone else's and this was an action that was you know we have gratitude about is or it'd be a different place i think there was even a tv series where you know we didn't beat the germans and now the japanese and the germans are divided i think it was man in the high tower or something um dividing up the world between japan and germany so interesting concept yeah it's true it's true and um, I was trying to think about how it was for them in those moments, and I'm I'm thinking that it's the the gratitude we can feel for for their sacrifice is even bigger in the sense that we, the ones that are here right now, were their motivation. You know, right? They knew they that most probably they won't get back home but they knew that they did what they did for their families and for all of the people back home so that they will enjoy what we're enjoying today. And I think this is this is such a wonderful concept. And um, of course, we don't always think about it, but it's, it's a good moment in, in different times of the year to, to think about this and to think about the fact that there were so many people before us that actually enabled us to live the way we live 
and to have the, the amazing things that we're able to to have and to enjoy. Right. Correct. Yeah. You you're definitely an empath. You know, you you put yourself <laughs> in their shoes so you can understand where what they were doing and why, which is really great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I'm I'm thinking about all of the the lives that you've saved and all of the sacrifices that you had to make to to save those lives as well. And uh, it's it's fascinating for me how we humans are able to to do these kinds of things and how much gratitude we can we can feel for the fact that there are people like you that are um, basically devoting their life to helping other people to making them whole again or better again and uh, this fact that we live in a world where we have this kind of support for me this is this is fascinating and i know that it's this has been like this since i was born since you were born but it's not something that has always been like this you know and uh I at least always love to think about these kinds of things that we got used to having in our life, but that doesn't mean that they were always here and that we always had these kinds of opportunities. So uh, I extend my appreciation to you, to the work that you're doing. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's well, I mean, just like I said, it's so rewarding. It's hard not to do it. So I think it's interesting I've had several colleagues retire, and if they don't have an exit plan to do something with their hands, then they get depressed, they gain weight, they get sick. Yeah, so yeah, gratitude is something that's built into us. And I think there's sociologists that would say altruism, what people do to serve others, to sacrifices to themselves. Um, is something that's uniquely human or, or at least from higher brain. Cause I do, th- sometimes you'll see like a small child fall over at a zoo and a gorilla exhibit and the gorilla lifts the baby out of the thing and hands it back. Right. So, so, you know, at some level, I think there's some other creatures that do have altruism, but, but it is a separating characteristic that we have cause it's really not Darwinish. If it's survival of the fittest, why are we going to risk our lives? So, yeah, that's so true. And you are actually doing that when when you go to a country where uh, there is such a high crime rate. You're basically putting your life on the line, and I think that's amazing as well to to do that to to help people. It's exactly as you said, like you put your life on on the line to help other people in a place that's basically far away from home that you could just in theory forget about you know <laughs> right yeah and you know i i lead as a team i i can't do what i do without having other people help me so a scrub nurse there's a story in the book that i mean broke down this one nurse and it was a miracle that she was there because i didn't ask for a real scrub nurse nurse to come on the trip but it turns out there she was right so um and then that whole surgery really not being able to be done because there wasn't any CO2 in the tank for a gallbladder surgery. But 
Um, yeah, I think um, just just realizing, you know, doing stuff for other people makes a difference. And and again, like I said, it's just like buying coffee in line for someone behind you that it just gives you this feeling. And and when you when you just try it. You know, I mean, if you haven't done that out there listening to this podcast, acts of kindness are part of being, you know, gracious, having gratitude. So see how you feel. Exactly. Yeah. Gratitude is, is actually uh, works both ways. So um, it's great when we experience it, when we feel it. But when we do acts of kindness and the other people the other person feels grateful we feel it too and it's it's a wonderful exchange when yeah. when we're able to do that yeah. i also wanted to to ask you about um some of the the, the miracles that you've uh, experienced in in your life and if you would like to to share a few of them because um i think this is miracles just this word is, is so beautiful and it has gratitude in it so if you would be so kind to, yeah. to share some, some i'd some love to miracles. so the biggest one i started with what just in on this podcast was we were in tella which is on the atlantic coast side of honduras at a about 110 bed hospital we're doing 21 surgeries in three days um you got to be very flexible because I didn't learn what those were until a day and a half. And I have to bring all my own supplies, uh, suture, not necessarily the instruments, but I bring them just in case, um, mesh if I'm doing hernia repair. So just all this stuff, laparoscopic stuff, if I'm doing a gallbladder, um, and then I get the list a day and a half. I, so there are a couple things I wouldn't have had put those in, I had eight bags of uh, luggage with all my stuff. And um, we got there and then we went to the hospital fairly quickly. We uh, wrapped all these instruments and suture. I forget how many packs we had. And within that day, they changed the list to 20 something cases. And so again, you gotta be flexible. And it turns out we just wrapped the exact number of packs that we needed because we actually added another one on which is one of the recovery rooms fathers who had something that needed to be fixed in his life he wanted to end his life because it was hurting him so much and she was so grateful that we'd done this because she she watched us operate for three days and said hey could you do this and i don't know that we have another pack and we did um wow. but the, the first case that we did was a laparoscopic gallbladder so you're using a camera you have to inflate the abdomen with co2 to to blow it up to have room to see what you need to see and um hondurans don't have like american gallbladders you have an attack you get referred to a, a doc they do an ultrasound they confirm you got stones then you're referred to a surgeon and you, you get that taken out before it's been there for 20 years now scarred in and um so there's a whole setup that has to happen and I, I the their local surgeon who looked like a almost a high school student so another cultural difference they do only like six years of college med school 
and their residency. So they're like, so I realized I'm, I'm training this person. So the cauteries was not the same. It, um, it, it had to be hooked up and they didn't know how to hook it up. So clearly they don't do that many laparoscopic gallbladder surgeries. The suction was with the shop back. So, um, but the key was that I realized I had brought along with me someone who's an EMT who helps me at the other Wilmer and Copan. It's that's all outpatient stuff. And he can scrub, he just has to put straw gloves on and assist. Um, and in this case, we have to go full gown, glove, the whole all barrier, right? And I realized Jason cannot do this. He's not qualified. I've taken him to the OR a couple times to see what real cases look like, but he doesn't know how to set up all the instruments on a back table. And I'm standing there, and then Leah is there, and I'm like, Leah, what do you do? And she says, well, I'm a scrub nurse for a cardiothoracic team. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I go, you know, I can't do this without you because you've got to set this up. If we didn't, we'd be kicked out today. We'd be going home. So mm -hmm. she started to cry because the cardiac surgeons are horrible to her. They don't think she's part of a team. They just use an abuser. Like, And she's like, I've never thought that I really am necessary to do this surgery, even cardiac surgery. And you've made me feel my worth. And so... She stopped crying. We got got it all together. We went in. Now the 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 miracle in this case is you need to inflate the belly to 15 millimeters of mercury pressure. It stopped at 12. And I looked at the 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 device that inflates and monitors the pressure and controls it so it's not a dangerous thing. And it said it was out of gas. I looked at the tank big gigantic green tank and its dial says zero. And I, I just basically looked down, prayed to myself. And then I looked up at the monitor and it was at 15. I go, okay, if, if, if I run out of gas, I can do it the old fashioned way by making a bigger incision and then taking it out. So I've got plan B. And so I get in there and this lady's got cirrhosis of her liver, which means she's not going to clot. Well, she's got, because of, uh, when the liver gets real scarred, the blood can't get through it very well. So the, all the veins that go into the liver get gigantic. So um, they're all encased over this gallbladder. I have to pry that off of the gallbladder just to begin removing the gallbladder, get into some bleeding. I got to show them how to get out of that, that complication, complication. So it was perfect for him because he got to see how you did the most horrible gallbladder you ever had to do. It took an hour and a half, and there were times when I had to irrigate and suction, so I was sucking CO2 out. I never lost 15 millimeters of mercury. At the end of the case, the Honduran scrub nurse came over, or a nurse came over and said, you shouldn't have been able to do this. There's been no gas in this tank. Oh, my God. <laughs> and because it took me a while, I turned around and I looked at the clock on the wall, and it was stopped at 7 07 and it was the seventh day of the month seven's wow. god's number right so seven 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 so the fact that th there's no way that should have even happened on the same trip we were where we would sit and just kind of wait for the next case was in a closet there was only one window and this picture's in the book 
I'm I'm sitting next to a, a four drawer metal cream colored filing cabinet with a garbage bag hanging off the side. And Jason, my friend, took this black and white photo on his iPhone. And he goes, look at this. Isn't this cool? And I go, yeah, it's black and white. Looks, I go, but did you see this? And he looks back. I go, where's this light coming from? So over my left shoulder coming off of the bag or, and there's only a window in my, on my left. So I'm in the shade. There's no reason that there, that there can be light there at all. And there's this light. And I didn't sense anything. I look at the bag and I'm like, I, but you can't explain it. No flash on the camera. It's just there. Amazing. It gives you chills when you see it. So, yeah, it's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love it. And I'm sure you know this quote about um, the way we see the world, like everything is a miracle or that nothing is a miracle and i think it's these these are of course amazing things but it also takes the the eyes to see to, to see them you know right if you don't look you can't see and if you don't listen you can't hear and and i've had a ton of nurses ask me how can you be a doc and have faith and it's like well okay 99.9% of astrophysicists and cosmologists believe that um, Big Bang Theory is right. So that's light separated from darkness, right? That there's a beginning. And in, in Hawken, his book, uh, History of the Universe, and the second one, which is briefer, he gets to that point. Well, that means there was something that existed before. And all he says is that's a philosophical question, and we won't go there. So... Um, but I just say, hey, look, what science is, is the study of nature. It's the study of God's creation. I, we use that. We, we know certain herbs have things that make us better. We know that aspirin can you know, prevent clotting by inhibiting platelets. So we study what God created, and we use it to our advantage. So, you know, what, what's the problem? <laughs> so, yeah. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus to Vegan and Veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah, I, I think this is very powerful. And um, like you said, they shouldn't be separate because everything is part of creation. Right, right. Regardless of what we believe in. It's all part of creation itself. Yeah, we are well, part of it. Nature is part of it. Yeah, interestingly, our history, or 
until 18, 1850 or so, which is when Darwin published his book, which took him 20 years to write, The Origin of Species. Our, our science books were the study of science and philosophy. So you examine inside the box and outside the box. So, but then, you know, again, so I think, and the reason why the, they asked me that question is, science is complete proof, right? I mean, in theory, Einstein's theory of relativities have four assumptions in them. So, I mean, that's like a leap of faith. So, um, versus, you know, uh, Christianity or faith is based on faith. It's a leap. You, you can't prove it by, by its definition. So, and people don't like that. They like to know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But before you can prove any um, anything that has to do with science in general, you have to have faith that something that you see is in a certain way and you just need to find proof that it's actually like that. Right. Scientific right. proof. So basically <laughs> they they're quite interconnected even even more than than we realize yeah it's true so we're nearing the end of our time together and um, i wanted to ask you who are some people in your life that you that you're very grateful for that you would like to mention um I, I would definitely say um, my mother and father who created me, created me in Michigan and had me in California. Uh, he wasn't there for that. That's a, another story. Um, he never knew he had a son. And then my parents oh, who raised me, yeah. And, and then my grandmother who I dedicated the book to because <clears throat> she, she died uh, in her mid-80s and... Um, she was always a light, you know, I don't know how many older folks that I see that are just bitter um, about life, but she never was. I mean, she was like one of first, the first women to graduate from UC Berkeley's Bolt Hall Law School wow. and got highly discriminated against because it was a man's job, right? So they wanted to make her a clerk oh. and, and, but never, that never, she didn't carry any bitterness from that. It was just, what it was and an experience and lived through it and you know got to practice her, her her field so yeah just amazing lady yeah i can i can only imagine how how much of an impact that had on you and um how much gratitude you got to feel throughout the years thanks to her and um yeah, by just her example and my the way that she was, uh, and the way she was able to overcome all of the dif difficulties. Probably that it's something that you that you are bringing here right now. Right. Uh, that's that's from her, and that's yeah. that's very beautiful. And yeah. um, the the reason why I love asking this this question is that. Um, in many ways, uh, the people that uh, have raised us that might not be with us anymore are still living through us 
through the things that they that they've taught us and uh, that uh, they gave us on a, on a spiritual level and i think that's that's something really beautiful that we can all be grateful yeah. for yeah totally agree with you that's a story in the book if people have to read that it's when i had to move everything out of my parents house so that chapter you'll see when you realize your your parents are still within you exactly it's, yeah exactly. it's amazing yeah so where can our uh, audience get the book so uh, amazon um just put craig there and then put saved um it's got more to the title but you'll you'll get the it's also on audible um which i think you can also get on uh, amazon so um you have to put up with my voice on the audible like i said <laughs> I was talking with George before. Uh, in the book, you'll learn that I have dyslexia. So I've never considered a disability. It just made me a slower reader. So um, you have to put up with my audible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once again, the, the name of the book is Saved, One Trauma Surgeon's True Accounts of the Miracles in His Life. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here with us for sharing your story, for being so open and vulnerable and uh, for being who you are and for the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you, Georgian. I mean, you're, you're a light to this world and I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.